Hey, everyone. I'm Allie from Titan. Thank you for having me here. And you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. Well, that's not strictly true, because um, there's no sign of knowing uh, this morning, folks. However... Uh, we do <laughs> we do have a guest uh, this week. Um, I'm I'm just going to get straight into it. Otherwise, I'll just be talking to myself. Um, it gives me great pleasure to welcome someone you're probably all aware of, or you've seen uh, her awesome videos or her, uh, her breaks that she does. Um, uh, with me this morning is Ali from Titan. Good morning. Hey. Hey, thank you for having me. This is Allie from Titan. You're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. <laughs> hey, you're getting some practice in already. I love it. I love it. Um, so, uh, Ali, um, uh, I, I, I've got loads of questions about, about who, who you are and what you do. So j- just kind of uh, just give me a little bit of your, um, uh, yeah, what you do, why people would know you, what it is that you do as your as your job. All right. Primarily, people may see me over on YouTube, but what I do and what I've kind of worked myself into position is just opening up lots of different types of cards, doing live openings, also a lot of recorded videos. Some of our most popular things that watch tend to be the Star Wars and Marvel openings. So even though I personally don't have the world's largest collection of Marvel cards, that is something I really enjoy love watching all the movies mm-hmm. and so that's what i like to do like showing off new products when they release of course if upper deck releases the products on time which has been an issue this past year with getting <laughs> products out yeah but people may see me having doing if they're looking for marvel openings maybe like little box reviews to see what like a typical box may look like or just to get an idea of what new products would look like like actually uh, not sure how long it will be between the recording and the podcast going up, but this past Friday, Black Diamond Marvel was supposed to be coming out. Mm. Unfortunately, that did get pushed, it looks like, till the end of May. Um, so people may have been anticipating that. I was really excited for it. But we were going to do a live opening on release date of that, showing off that product. So people may stumble across videos that way, just yeah. searching for new product releases from Upper Deck. Yeah, we'll probably be about... Where are we now? Uh, we'll probably be about three weeks until this drops. Okay. So it should be hopefully somewhere near, near to release date um, by that point. So uh, maybe people will have seen it. Um, Perhaps. We, um, I mean, our episode that we released last week was actually solely focused on Black Diamond because mm-hmm. um, we interviewed Grant from Mark, the head of product development. And so we actually recorded it back in January. The idea being we'd release it around the time the episode was um, – we'd release the episode around the time the set was going to drop. But, of course, um, um, that's um, that's not that's not happening. I've just had a text from Noreen. Oh, I think he's poorly. I think he's sick. Oh, oh no. dear. So it'll just be there and me. Get just well be there and me today. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Hopefully it'll be, it'll be, it'll be cool. Um, but um, – so I th- – I want to I want to kind of rewind a little bit and so how how do you get into doing because because you're you're online an awful lot so would I be correct in that's your kind of main your your living if you like your your main thing that you, that you do for a job 
yeah, that this is what I do full time. And even though like there's a people see a lot of videos, a lot of live streams, I do do a lot of behind the scenes work as well. I'm usually working between like 45 to 55 hours a week. It's gone up uh, more than that when there's like big releases, lots of for the shop. If we're opening up cases for singles, getting all of that listed does put extra time. Yeah. But I like to pride myself when I do openings for people like personal breaks, whether it be live or recorded. I'm also the person that takes care of all the shipping. So, you know, like who's touching your cards, mm. always like to double box everything. So it does take some time, but. We want everyone's stuff to arrive, you know, within a reasonable amount of time in good condition and just taking sure. care of things. We're a pretty small shop. It's actually just my boss and I for doing like he runs the physical store. I do the online stuff. Uh, we have added we have an assistant for the trading card game website to do some of the lower tier mail just because my boss wants limited access to the accounts that pay for shipping labels and whatnot. So I still yeah. take care of the higher end stuff. Um, so he helps with that kind of mail. And we have a new assistant part-time in the shop as well to help people find carts just because it's getting overwhelming. But it was just for many years, just my boss and I working on things and, I had started the YouTube channel, actually, because my boss has friends that have often watched Breakers and been like, we should do something yeah. like that. Tried yeah. it out a couple times, never really worked out. And I was just like, hey, let me try it. That way it's all in-house. It's us together. We already work together. It should work out. So we just tried it, and it seems people enjoy watching me open cards. So it's kind of become bigger than we had both anticipated. Well, yeah, and then some. Um, so when did you when did you start? doing the youtube when did you like try it out and then get the ball rolling on that uh we had kind of thought about the idea in december of 2019 and we had planned that maybe start with the new magic release in january of 2020 it was theros beyond death and just because we open up a lot of singles for the shop anyways of both trading cards and sports and non-sports just because my boss and i like to collect all different kinds of things we're very nosy like checking out the product and before Distributor allocations were, got pretty poor, especially on sports product. We get a lot of product in. Mm. And the shop is physically very small, even though we've been in this location for, I think, usually say five years, but I think it's going on six years now. There's not too many people in the area that know about us, because I think even in the Pinellas County and Hillsborough County area, I think there's like 13 different trading card shops. So there's a lot of different options for people. So yeah. it's pretty spread out. So we, we used to have a lot of extra product that we could open up and sell singles on eBay and the different TCG player websites. So we used to open up a lot anyway. So when we first started the channel, we weren't really doing anything we didn't already do. We'd yeah. already open up all the products that come out, just decided, hey, we have this little webcam. Try recording it, see if people maybe find the shop that way. It was initially just supposed to be like a little advertisement for the shop. People mm -hmm. might stumble across, oh, Titan Cards. Oh, they're in Pinellas Park. I live near there. Go check it out. So that was the initial reasoning for why we made the channel. Cool. And that was in mid-January of 2020. Okay. So just in time for a pandemic. Lovely yes. time. <laughs> Lovely timing on that. Um, so so, um, so for those who don't know, where about what area are you in? Where, where are you based? Uh, we're in Pinellas County, Florida, which is on the left side of Florida, the west coast near Tampa Bay. Okay. So kind of cool. mid Florida. All right. And so, and we, we, we talked about this before we started recording. <laughs> if Noreen were here now, he'd be chuckling mightily about this. Um, yes, folks, another episode where we have someone who lives in and or works in or comes from Florida, as you <laughs> do, because you're, you're born and raised. Yeah. You're, yes. you're from that area. Yeah. yeah born in St. Pete. 
Okay, good. I'm I'm nodding. I have no idea where that is. I'm in England right now, as you can probably <laughs> tell. Um, so one of these days I will get to Florida. I've heard good things, although I know it's a big, big state, and you know there's a lot of differences to different parts of it. But uh, one day, one day. Um, so, so the the store. So so you've been working at that store what five six years now. Uh, the store has existed under my boss for that much. Okay. That's how long actually I had been shopping. I okay. actually found the shop when I was in high school when it was the older owner because I played the card game Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, and yeah. So I was looking for just singles one day, stumbled across the shop. And then maybe about two months after I'd started playing, I show up and there's a new owner. So my boss had bought the shop from the previous owner. The other owner just wanted to retire. They'd mm. been friends for a while. He used to buy cases and open singles for himself to sell online. So he just transitioned it to bought the shop, bought the current inventory which wasn't too too much so mm. from what i understand it wasn't that much expensive for him to do so so okay. he's just that's what he got into and i have been this is i think in july will be my fourth year here oh okay so, cool. cool i remember i had just shown up one day and my boss had said oh well the other person can no longer come on the weekends because their ride changed their how they used to get to work. Uh, they used to get dropped off and picked up because there's only one car, I think, in the family. And they can no longer come in on the times and ask me if I just wanted to start coming instead. So wow. that's how that's how I got hired. I wow. have no tips okay. or tricks for anyone getting into card shops. I just yeah. showed up and it worked yeah. out. All those all those years of study that made you <laughs> made you the woman that you are today. Um, <laughs> the um, I, I I find it fascinating. So so I, I've got a loads of questions here. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna because because I'm I think what what you do and having seen what you do on the breaks because I watched a lot of the Marvel anime one. I think uh, I watched a lot of. Um, and that one was a who, um, because I think you dressed as Black Cat for that. Am yes, I am I right? Is that the one you dressed as Black Cat? So 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 personally, uh, if if you hadn't guessed, I'm I'm a big Black Cat collector. I you know I collect sketches and all sorts of cards uh, about her as well as everything else. Um, so that's the one I watched, and I remember starting to watch it, and it was in the afternoon my time. And I finished work because everyone's working from home because it's COVID central um, this past year. And then I went downstairs and I had dinner with the family, did my daughter's bath time. You know, she went to bed. And by then it's like four, five, six hours later, I quickly looked on my phone and you're still going. You're <laughs> still going so much. So your voice had like half gone. Right. And you were like, and you were like, the costume is not starting to get a bit uncomfortable now. And, it's very warm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never tried the black cat outfit, but I think if you do it properly, it is quite a warm one. Um, so, but, but you, you made it, you, you do make it look easy because obviously you're very used to doing it, but. I I'm aware of the fact that with with when you do live breaks, there's kind of an, an art to it, but also um, some kind of safety and, and and rules things that you do, especially with multi camera. So, you tell me how about well, yeah what the, what the do's and don'ts are, I guess, and how how you go about doing them. I know. There's lots of different people out there that open cards. Lots of people will have things that they swear by. But what I really like to do is I like to make sure I engage with the chats. Mm -hmm. I like to encourage people to ask questions if they have about the product or about our shop, about me. You know, of course, some things that are too personal, I'll either just kind of answer like an adjacent question to it, mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. touch on the topic, but not quite, or just ignore it. Sometimes people say inappropriate things. It turns out it is, it is true, the old saying, like if you ignore it, it'll go away. 
eventually they'll get bored and just go mm. somewhere else, not sure. Or perhaps yeah. realize, oh, she's not answering this. Maybe maybe I shouldn't be asking that question. But I like, like I said, to encourage people to ask questions. So I know sometimes people watching may get a little bit frustrated because with Marvel anime, people asking like what it's about, if you're getting a sketch per box, things like that. So people that are tuning in throughout the whole stream, you know, would ask a lot of the same questions. But I try yeah. to never get frustrated because, of course, I don't know how long someone's been watching. I always mm. want people to drop by and I don't want to scare anybody off. I know yeah. some people don't particularly trust live breaks. There's some places out there that's, oh, we had a camera issue and like a pack might disappear. I've actually heard of some uh, channels actually got caught. There was a reflection, but they take out all the packs out of the box and then like open them all up. But see if there was a hit, there'd be someone off camera that would like switch it out with something that oh, maybe wow. is like of a lesser tier. So I know yeah. some people are always nervous with with breaks so yeah it sometimes gets awkward too like if i stumble in a video you know if i'm like oh i don't like this discussion topic might get a little quiet i can't cut it out just have to let it be out there because yeah with the yeah. recordings don't like any cuts sometimes i'll speed over things or when i was i've been having well not currently but last this about this time last year lots of allergies and you know if there's like a little cough or a sniffle i just meet like cut out the audio for a second but always like having the continuous video mm. Things mm. like that. So my thing I liked is interacting with people. That's what I, I swear by for running the streams. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're really good at it. And I, I watch and I'm like, wow, okay, because it is it is kind of like improv in a way, because you're constantly kind of almost almost like you're unicycling. Right, because if you know, people aren't asking questions, there's been some streams that have been a little bit awkward. Maybe it's the time of day if it's one of the midweek streams on a new product. Typically, the ones that are on a Wednesday. A lot of people at work, so maybe not too many viewers. Or if yeah. there's people watching, they're having it like a different window to check out the product, but don't want to get caught perhaps interacting mm -hmm. with the stream while they're supposed to be working. So I always need to try and think of something to talk about. So sometimes I'll just start talking about like if it's in a Marvel break, try to talk about like maybe my favorite movie or just things I hope to see in a future product. So it's a lot of trying to keep up and think of something to talk about. So like you said, the improv, just have to come up with stuff on the fly yeah. topics and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so the multi the multi camera thing um, I find fascinating because that's kind of a I mean, you, you touched on it in um, especially with sports breaks. I, I'm a member of a of a UK uh, NFL card group, and um, the um, I remember reading conversations where people are talking about breakers who were kind of you know because there are loads of Facebook groups about scammers. In the sports card thing, I mean, you can throw a rock and you hit, you can hit one. Um, almost as, as as many groups about that as there are um, YouTubers who are breaking sports products. And the one thing they often go on about is that whole thing about okay, that having two camera angles to validate what's going on. You know, it's that right. security, I guess, isn't it? Because um, you know, people uh, in a lot of cases, it's not the shop product; it's people who've bought stuff that you're opening for them. Right. So you want to see what's going on. Um, so that that multi-camera thing I find fascinating and how different companies approach it. Um, so you, you usually have one on the play map. You have a play map, don't you? Where you yeah. Break, so you've got a, an above camera there. Yes. Yeah, we have the top-down camera. And I know there's some people that like having it kind of facing like outwards towards a wall and they'll just open cards kind of horizontally. Like just oh. if you were to set your hands on the table and go through packs like that, I like holding them up just because I like being able to put out like piles of different inserts for people to see like how much to expect per box, mm. you know, to 
you know, it's it's a cool product. Whenever something new comes out, you want to see what the cards look like. So having yeah. be able to see all the different varieties in the set. I like having that view. And then the reason I wanted to have the face cam is because I personally, I know I had mentioned that I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh, but there's a big channel on YouTube, Simply Unlucky, and I always love watching his facial reactions when you get great pulls. I love seeing people get excited, yeah. really amped up when they find something cool. Maybe not expensive, but just something they really like. So I wanted to be able to share that with people. Yeah. And also it helps. There's not too many girls out there that open cards. People might see like the thumbnail or if they're scrolling past a live stream, be like, hey, there's a girl over there. Let me check that out. Just because people get curious about stuff like that. There's oh really? Many of us out there. Oh wow. Okay. Because I, I, I honestly, I, I've not really. Um, I, I think I became aware of you. I'm trying to remember when, I, where I became aware of you. I think you were opening a Marvel product. I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't anime. It was before that. Mm -hmm. And I think you came into the group on Facebook, um, and and I kind of put two two together that it was you. But um, but bizarrely enough, apart from some of the breakers out in. Um, kind of hong kong way who who can get upper deck product because it's it's licensed over there and they were the first people to be breaking masterpieces when it dropped last september um apart from that i'm sure there are lots and lots of people out there who do breaks but i simply i simply don't have time uh, to watch them all so so you kind of i came into my sphere of kind of awareness not because you you're of your gender just because of the fact that you were breaking marvel products and i think someone posted one of your videos and that was how that was kind of how it happened yeah i remember um, actually the first time i had seen myself pop up in the group it wasn't that i had even posted hey i'll be opening up masterpieces i saw someone saying oh titan cards is opening up in a few days opening up masterpieces and i was like hey someone has actually seen me before i thought that was cool because i yeah. actually lurked in the group i feel like for some time just because i wanted to learn more about marvel cards <laughs> the only marvel cards i actually have purchased myself and really got into i have a lot of the thor ragnarok upper deck cards just because nice. that was my favorite marvel movie yeah. and i had my boss had been crazy over marvel masterpieces for a year we'd years we'd open up the fleer axman when that came out i think in 2018 mm. so like i seen comic cards but i'm not too much of a comic person myself okay. i've read like a lot of star wars comics but marvel comics i don't know for some reason i feel like i don't click with the art style as well yeah but, so i hadn't been too familiar so i just wanted to learn a bit more and see i really love sketch cards i collect sketches personally so i love oh, lurk okay. lurking and looking all the different art that artists post to so yeah just like hanging out seeing what's going on yeah cool do you just do marvel sketches or sketches just across different um properties like star wars did you do star wars mainly for my non-sports cards that i collect is star wars okay. and then and then the second most thing that i collect i'd say is hockey cards they don't really do sketches for hockey no, you know i no. feel like that'd be really cool tops will do for baseball but mm. so anyone from upper deck is listening i'd love hockey sketches in like series one or series two but then also my mom actually has a couple marvel sketches She's a big Doctor Strange fan, so actually oh, she cool. has like this larger uh, Marvel premiere sketch. I don't remember if it's a four panel or like a three panel, but that one's pretty cool. And yeah. there's a lot of stuff that I always see that I like, but I don't own any Marvel sketches just quite yet somehow. Okay, I'm, well, I'm not I'm a DC sure fan, but I somehow have a DC sketch from oh, a really? CDX product. Yeah, it was actually okay. commissioned. I had commissioned it because. And now off topic, not Marvel, but in no, the DCCZX, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. DCCZX product, uh, my, I haven't seen like a lot of the new DC movies, but my favorites are the Nolan Batman movies, and my favorite character was Doctor Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow, portrayed by Killian Murphy, mm -hmm. and the entire base set. He has no cards in the base set. There's one 
fake film cell insert that he's on and that's it mm-hmm. so i was like i need some scarecrow in my life so i found actually a couple sketches i want on ebay on auction and then i had commissioned one from carlos caballero so that was nice cool. nice nice no I, I i do love those movies i've i've not um i've it, i'm not a dc obviously i started the marvel cards group there aren't actually that many dc sets out there you know they don't. Right. You, know, you look at the list of Marvel ones, and it, it you you scroll and scroll and scroll, whereas the DC ones would just be like half a page. Um, so Marvel's always been my thing, you know, comics wise as well. But with um with the movies, the DC movies, so the the Batman ones, and then Man of Steel, I absolutely loved. Um, even the trailer made me well up because I'm mm-hmm. such a softy um and then batman v superman which a lot of people didn't dig i loved it um even the pre snyder cut justice league i kind of was okay with just simply because i enjoyed watching those characters you know especially ben affleck playing batman um so yeah um so i'm I'm very much looking forward to watching the snyder cut but it doesn't sound it sounds to me like you've probably not even seen the earlier ones in that snyder verse yeah i I haven't gotten into any of the snyder verse ones there was actually interestingly Lots of Marvel movies that I missed when I was in my later high school years and like early college years. Okay. Uh, and actually, I, I joke like I'd have like online exams. I was taking way too many classes when I was a high school senior. I just I felt the need to occupy my time. And I was like, I guess I have extra time. I could take another class. So I, I remember I still haven't seen it. And at this point, I have I choose not to watch it pretty much just to rile my mom up. But my parents left me at home to take an online final exam. And they went to go see Captain America, the Winter Soldier without me. Oh, and that's her favorite. My mom loves Bucky. That's her favorite character, the Winter Soldier. So now anytime it's on TV, she's like, you should come watch. Be like, no, nah, I've never seen that movie. And I walk out. Oh, <laughs> I will wow. get it at one point, but I'll just it is keep telling her I've never seen it. <laughs> it is astonishingly good. It's, it's like a 70s thriller. It's it's oh, it's just it's just brilliant. It's uh, anyway. Have you seen um, Falcon and Winter Soldier then? Have I have actually the, uh... seen the last episode. I hadn't had a chance to catch it, but my parents were watching it. I think they said for their third or fourth time, and it was before I got to work. <laughs> I was feeling a bit lazy, so I sat down and watched it. Because unfortunately, uh... I mean, spoilers are hard to avoid, but I feel like. With all the Disney Plus shows, every time I'd wake up, open up Facebook, and there'd be like a spoiler, and it's like, come mm-hmm. on. This episode just went up a few hours ago. Give people a chance, whether it be like some kind of comicbook.com article or like friends posting pictures, things like that. Yeah. So I'm one of those people. I hate spoilers so much that when uh-huh. I see a spoiler, it makes me not want to watch it. So yeah. I have like a vague idea of like the plots of the Winter Soldier, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and even The Mandalorian, just because I would have spoilers for every new episode. So I do want to sit down and watch all those at some point, but... Right now, it's like we watch something else that I perhaps haven't seen versus something I've already been spoiled. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Well, there's only so many hours in the day, and you know the amount of hours you're putting into the YouTube channel, you probably need some time away from the screen just a little bit. It's just if if anything, just for your vision. Um, so at what kind of, um length of set i mean you, i've seen like we, we touched about on the anime one where you were going for maybe six seven at least hours what's kind of the average session you do and what's the longest session that you've done where you've been doing like continual 
Right. The longest stream I had was, I think, close to 13 and a half hours. Did have to get broken up into a couple parts because YouTube stops archiving footage after 12 hours. So since okay. they were personal breaks, um, didn't want anyone to lose any portion of their video. So I cut that one, I think, maybe 11 hours, 45 minutes, started up a new stream, went for almost two hours. But that that was very rough. I do not want to do that again. People like to joke, Allie, do a 24-hour stream for some kind of milestone. No way. Not at all. But the Saturday night breaks do all kinds of mix of live breaks. People, if they want some baseball, usually sprinkle in some Star Wars when we have that in stock. People yeah. just kind of pick their own menu for the night. Those seem to go between seven and ten hours. I've been trying okay. recently to try and get it closer to seven and under just so that way my whole Sunday isn't ruined. I'm not super exhausted, but mm. that is usually the longest of the week. And then whenever we open up a new product, I tend to talk a lot, like to interact, like I said earlier with the chat. Yeah. So stuff will take longer than it should. Like I think I'd opened up just a single case of Upper Deck Goodwin Champions last year that took like four hours. It shouldn't right. take four hours. Wow. Wow. It can, Long depending on the case. product, how exciting it is, how many people are showing up, interacting with chat. Because, of course, when there's a lot of people in chat, it takes longer because I like to try and yeah. talk to as many people as possible. But I like to try and have, like, a different experience than other places. I know sometimes people that are not familiar will stop by because they want to see a new product and then be like, you talk too much. Hurry up. Be like, hey, if you want a different, you want to just see people skip to the middle, grab the hit, grab the insert, and throw it off sides of the camera. There's a lot of other places that'll do that, but I like to take my time here. Yeah. So, the double-sided yeah. sword. I know some people, even myself, I'm like, man, I wish I could get through this a bit faster, but I'm having too much fun looking at all these cards. Well, yeah. I mean, it, and that's the thing. It's not just, I guess it's not just the break, is it? It's um, it's building that connection with the audience. And right. I, I guess to, to a certain degree, that, that must help the business in terms of brand loyalty. I would think so. Because I like to think, like I was saying, that we do something different here. I know I personally, if I were to order a box online and the person were to spend like five minutes and only look at the card in the middle of the pack and then just skip through it, I'd be a little bit miffed. Be like, what did I just pay for? It's like, yeah, I got some cards, but I don't get to really see them until they show up. Yeah. So I like yeah. to kind of say I offer an experience, but... Like if you're opening cards yourself, inspecting your own stuff, looking at like, oh, this is numbered, checking out, especially with Marvel anime, since we've talked about that a lot. The base cards are kind of a little mm. bit sparkly if you tilted them in the light. So yeah, like showing off different features and just me personally, if opening a new product for singles, make my own little pile of stuff I want to add to my collection, things like that. So. Nice. Nice. So if I'm if I'm just a regular, um, regular Joe surfing the Internet and I come across the titan cards website i'm guessing you've got a website uh yes. for the store um how do i because for me the concept of of buying a box and then have someone else open it um is um a relatively new one for me right. um but yeah i know loads of people do it otherwise you'd have your saturday nights free so how, how do you go about that do you, do you literally buy it and then you can choose to have it opened as part of the checkout process, or how does one go about that? I know people, we don't offer, and when, in, when the website initially was up, we did offer boxes to be able to ship, aside from Upper Deck products, because you have to be an online diamond dealer, not just a regular yeah. online de diamond dealer. So we don't have that status. I think there's only a couple shops in the United States that have that. So we could never ship Upper Deck products. Um, but we used to offer boxes when we would have more stock. Right now, sometimes we'll get allocated, we'll order 10 cases of a product. Like, actually, most recently, we had ordered 20 cases of Panini Diamond Kings baseball, which came out to 480 boxes. We got allocated a total of six 
So when you only have six wow. boxes from one entire distributor. Now, we do have a couple. We've just taking any distributor that'll take us just to try and get a little bit more just so we have more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't offer boxes for shipment because otherwise then we don't really have stock. People will just buy those boxes because, of course, even me personally, I'd prefer to open a box myself if I'm buying it. Yeah. But we do offer recorded breaks. So people, if they want it perhaps before the live stream and just sometime throughout the week. And I have recently added a page. It's not super functional yet, but approximately for when people, when I think I'll be able to get to their box and send them the video. And then the live break, so they just jump in the queue. And I used to 100% get through everything. That's how I ended up with that almost 14-hour stream one night. But mm-hmm. now I do try to like put them notifications like, hey, guys, maybe stop ordering for this week. I don't think I'll be able to get to it. Because also, if you order a box, then you got to wait like 14 hours. It's kind of like I'd rather just maybe not buy it. That seems like waiting that yeah. long for a box to yeah. get open is yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But it's a bit odd, the personal break idea. I mean, I, of course, enjoy opening up the boxes. Some people are a little bit weirded out. I get YouTube comments frequently, like, why would you, why would anyone buy this? Why would you not want to open your own box? And sometimes it's just, we we do try to price boxes under market to give people an incentive to actually want to buy it. And sometimes, like, maybe your local shop is out of stock or it's crazy yeah. eBay prices, so for a little bit cheaper and having a similar experience to opening up your own cards without physically doing it yourself. Mm. That's why people will mm. let me open their boxes. And some people yeah. just like hearing me talk. I've had comments say people hate my voice and I've had people say it helps me them fall asleep. So <laughs> different jokes for different flo- <laughs> folks, I guess. Uh, believe me. I uh, Yeah, I mean, listen, we're almost 100 episodes in. and Some people dig it um, and, um, and, and, and like it. Other people simply can't stand the English accent, as I've seen uh, posted. So, hey, you know, different strokes are different folks. I think if um, if there's always if the way I see it is if there's always someone who doesn't quite dig what you do or maybe throws rocks at you, then you must be doing something right. <laughs> is the rather positive spin uh, uh, that I like to put on it. Um, so, um, if um, you you touched on uh, stock issues, so obviously you only started doing the youtube stuff what january 2020 and then of course a couple of months later everything kind of came crashing down for a lot of people and then kind of there's for want of a better word the boom really you know everyone's stuck at home hobby boxes you know sealed wax is going crazy both new stuff and old stuff is you know people going into it so how's how's that experience being through the prism of what you're doing it must be difficult because you wouldn't have had much time of quote unquote normal before the kind of pandemic hit and everyone was in various states of lockdown depending on where you were how did that kind of ramp up for you guys in terms of how that affected what you were doing how you did what you were doing but also those stock issues that you've you've talked about because that must surely be related to it with the demand being so high right so i feel like our allocation numbers maybe since like 2018 2019 have kind of getting been getting a bit rough not as horrendous as they've been this past year but with basketball really taking off and people in 2018 really looking for luka Doncic rookies and things like that you know silver prisms from panini baseball getting crazy expensive um, it, it seems like we started getting less and less allocation numbers. Like, it, But it used to be maybe we'd order like five cases and maybe only get three instead of five. Now, order five cases, get like zero or maybe one or two boxes of a product. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of people being at home 
you know, even people that really co- love collecting cards, you know, not being able to go to their local card shop, maybe looking online, going into big breakers like Layton and Platinum's. Um, I remember watching them open up like a hundred boxes of national treasures in a weekend for like national treasures, football, national treasures, basketball, which is crazy. And I think a lot of people turning to that and also people maybe that really like sports, but sports tournaments, not running, not having games for a good period of time mm. before they figured out like the NBA bubble and the stuff going on with hockey and the break with baseball. People just that like sports looking for some kind of sports content, maybe yeah. stumbling across cards that way. And then it just started seeming like people buying out retail products. So a lot of people then having to go online for hobby boxes, whether that be eBay or like I was saying, breaks. Instead of chasing around, going to a bunch of different Walmarts and Target, may as well, I guess, throw like maybe 50 bucks in an online break and see what you get there. People might be evaluating their options that way just to get some kind of card. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people looking for stuff like that, being at home. And also, I think actually it ended up being really good timing from when we started the channel. People having... I don't want to say necessarily extra time on their hands because, of course, a lot of people would have, I think, preferred to continue working and keeping themselves busy. But having the chance to maybe just putz around YouTube and be like, oh, I like magic. There's a box opening. Let me see what's up with that. And there's a lot of channel discovery in those first few months. Yeah. Remember, I actually have a little sticky note with all of our different milestones. Because I just like keeping track, like hitting different numbers like how long it took to get to X amount of subs. Let me see if I can find it. But it was actually oh, yeah. surprisingly very quickly. So we started the first video I think I uploaded on the channel. It was like a little intro video. And I was testing out just the cameras and the recordings. And I used to use like this little flip video phone that I'd had since second grade. So I wanted to test out, see how that went. Didn't go very well. The video was just my Star Wars collection because that was something I was comfortable talking with. So that was like the mm-hmm. test video for the channel. The, the The video had died a few times because it was separate and I had to put it in an editor and whatnot. The batteries ran out on that. So then we had this little webcam. But from January to May 2nd is how long it took to get to 1,000 subscribers on the channel. Oh, wow. That, okay. I think it's very quick. So that yeah. was crazy. So those first few months, there was a lot of discovery going on with people. Yeah searching out and finding and somehow enjoying those old low quality videos. Yeah. So where are you right now? Uh, I think last night we crossed into 22,900s. Oh, so, oh that's, crazy growth. That's big numbers. That's good. One year, four wow. months approximately. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that is, that is deeply impressive. And how many, I know you mentioned that you've done some midweek stuff and you do some Saturday stuff. Do you do it? And I'm guessing Sunday's a down day for you. Fortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever's so, left over on Sunday from whenever the stream ends, I just stay home sleep. Okay, if there's good. like a lot of mail, I'll come in and get started on a little bit, but rest of my, sh- my Sundays are usually just shot. Just nothing going on. Good. Well, you know, you deserve it. You deserve it. You put in the hours. So, um, so do you, uh, do you find that you're online most days, most days of the week or is it only certain days and the rest of it is doing all the looking after the cards, the shipping, the, uh, the other admin bits, I guess around it. Right. So initially on the channel, I was just doing videos on Wednesdays and Fridays. And if there was, we didn't start doing breaks, I think until, either April or May. I think we started off with Series 2 Hockey 2019-20 and like OPG Platinum. So that those were some of the more popular. SPX too. So actually, yeah, around this time last year is when we first started doing the breaks. Um, so then it was kind of like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
if there was a new product or someone had ordered something. At the start of this year, I added Tuesdays now. So I upload on that channel Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and then there's the stream on Saturday. Okay. Lots of days there. And then if we have a midweek stream, it's usually if we can get enough of a product in to open up for singles, like my boss and I like to used to do in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll go ahead and stream that live just so people can check out the new product. And, of course, if they see anything they want, they can contact us yeah. as long as I don't claim first dibs on it. <laughs> like with the Black Diamond, when that comes out, I get first crack at all the Loki cards. Uh, uh, I'm ex- so I'm excited for that product. What was disappointed it got delayed again, which I was actually very surprised because the checklist has been out. Artists have been able yeah. to post. Yeah, I wonder I if maybe it's, it was a production issue because I, I'm not I sure what, so. what's up with it. Yeah. I think so. I think um, um, I, I don't – think from the conversation we had before we started that you, you you'll have heard it but we we had an interview with um mike phillips who's mm-hmm. uh, i can't remember his job title now but he's he's pretty high up at upper deck right. um and i i wanted him on because we'd seen him on um a hockey podcast that's out of edmonton in canada a few weeks back i can't remember the name for sports card talk or something like that anyway there's so many of them it's ridiculous to keep up um and he was on for over two hours and he was getting some pretty tough questions from from mm-hmm. the sports car collectors about distribution of product, about delays to product, about redemptions, because that's a quite a hot thing for the for the sports car guys. Right. And I thought, you know what, you know, A, he'd be a really interesting guy to talk to from a Marvel point of view, because he worked at FLIR back in the 90s. So on the tail end of the 90s boom um, and then moved to Upper Deck. He'd been at Upper Deck for over 20 years. Um and also because I thought, you know, a lot of the Marvel car collectors don't necessarily cross the streams and, and dip into and listen to necessarily what's going on in the sports sports hobby. And I think I think that because there's so much sports hobby content out there, I thought it'd be quite good for, for, for Mike to come on and, and talk to some of the issues that he he'd spoken to on thing. Right. Anyway, um and one of the one of the big things he was saying was was it's the logistics of getting a set out at the moment are it's not just one thing there's a number of things so everything's affected to it so if you if you simply talk about the production facilities you know there's only a few left in the u.s anyway that can do them to the standard you know with all the substrates and the foiling and the you you think about black diamond you've got those artificial diamonds in the cards you've got material and you know think about all the things that you've got to go into it there's only a few facilities in the u.s that can still do that because you know print media has dropped over the years so there's fewer printers right. so i think he was saying that you know it's not just about the fact that that there's though but a lot of them are backed up because there's more product being pushed through so from all the car companies that use a few uh, facilities go through there then you've got the fact that um they can only have so many people in the facility right. at any one time um and you know in terms of qa you know it's more difficult to actually check the stuff because the upper deck staff might not be able to actually go to the facility and, and qa stuff as it's been produced so you know there's a number of issues but then it feeds into the the supply chain you know the distributors and, and you know actually packing them and getting them to, to aim obviously comsi has had a <laughs> whole true. world of problems at the moment um, so uh, yeah uh, oh yeah that, yeah you know what i'd sell for them being able to ship when they say they're going to but but that's a whole different conversation so you know so it has you know it has affected so so much um, i really do but anyway black diamond i think will be um Obviously, it's a super premium set on the Marvel side of things. 
Um, so you're going to be quite lucky. You're going to get you. You're going to get to open more than most people, unless they've got extremely deep pockets. Yeah. It. This is we. I know some people are going to be not happy that we're opening everything that we're getting. But when we initially placed our pre-order for it, my boss and I were like, "Oh, we can open up four cases. That'd be fun." Uh, so we'd ordered 10 cases thinking, you know, we'd have a couple cases for people to do breaks. Maybe someone locally was interested in grabbing a case mm. and then we'd open the rest because we love opening up Marvel products. We've been doing it for years. And then we got cut to four cases and we're like, well, this is our entire allocation. Now, we used to get everything we'd order on Marvel products, but starting with, I think, pre-orders for Marvel Masterpieces, we started getting cut a lot. I remember we put in, I think, four or 15 cases, and we got a little over two on mm. Marvel Masterpieces. The only product in recent times we actually got all that we ordered was Marvel Ages, but even okay. that, I want to put a little asterisk there because we had ordered 50 boxes, and we got 50. But 10 of them never showed up the Southern Hobbies. So 10 are on back order. So ah, those 10 are still technically on our account if they ever find more boxes to okay. send to us. But they just I don't I think we'll just get a credit for that on our account at some point. But started getting I think more people have been getting into non-sports as well. We've mm. Actually, especially with Star Wars, because tend to get more volume on star wars as well which those numbers have been getting pretty bad especially with hot products like the upcoming mandalorian season two we ordered yeah. 36 cases got cut to 12 and it's actually the first time it's ever happened but they cut us again like about a week and a half ago oh wow two okay. more cases we got cut from 36 to 12 to 10 so that's going to be and we had opened seven cases of season one when that came out wow. my boss wanted to make a master set and it was just really fun to open, really good rip. <laughs> and it used to be affordable. It was supposed to be a cheap product, but pre-sales on stuff yeah. are nuts. Same thing with Black Diamond. Like, if I had to guess what retail would be on that product based on store cost for us, I think probably in like the 220 range. But I've seen initial pre-orders at 350 I think some places have raised their price to 380 yeah. So looking at that, too, the fact that we enjoy opening up Marvel, I I don't want to sell a box with six cards in it for almost $400. It just feels bad because mm. at least with Marvel Black Diamond, like if you look, it's supposed to be a hit per box, whether that be an autograph, a sketch or one of those gem cards. But it's still if someone's not happy, I don't yeah. feel good about opening up a box that's not great. Like, of course, that's the chance people take. But I yeah. even though I can't do anything about it, I don't have mm. magic powers to make every box crazy. I do feel bad if there's like a stinker. So... I'm personally relieved that we're opening all of it just because I, I don't I don't like the prices on stuff right now. I feel like it's too much. Mm, and I know yeah. a lot of people have the same sentiment. I remember yeah. on the post where I think it was, I don't know if it was Blood or Steel City, but when people were seeing that, it seemed like the product was delayed till the end of May and the price changed. People are like, that's crazy for six cards. Why would anyone buy it? But there's a lot of people that do. People, Some people that money is okay. no issue. They just like the cards. They want to rip boxes. Yeah, but it's just it's a lot. Yeah, I mean some of the NFL sets. Though, there's a couple that are really up there in terms of the price. I can't remember what they are. Is it flawless? Yeah, um, flawless yeah. national treasures. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one, the one. I mean, I haven't got the, I haven't got the financial resources to go as deep as I'd like to on NFL cards or even Marvel cards. Um, so the fact that I do some Marvel cards, well, most Marvel cards, I do a little bit of Star Wars. And I dabble mm -hmm. a little bit in NFL, but I have to be very, very careful because that's a rabbit hole and a half because of the volume of product. Um, but contenders tends to be 
my go-to set on that. Um, but this year, I haven't been <laughs> haven't been able to afford even just a box from Target because um, that's interesting. You know, I, I'd seen online because uh, my last trip to the states was. Um, about 15 months ago, just before um, it was Christmas uh, 2019, and I was able to go into a Target and I was able to buy um, a box of um, uh, Contenders, the retail uh, mm-hmm. version that they have in Target stores. Um, fast forward to now, I'm seeing online that people are saying that Target are only putting stuff out like on Fridays. And, yeah. you know, people have to queue and it's like, you know, there are, whole, there, there are, there are videos and photos of empty shelves everywhere. I mean, is, is <laughs> that, that, you know, that's crazy. And then a lot of the people who do manage to get those go and put them on eBay for like two, three okay. times the amount. More, more than that, even sometimes yeah. like Prism Mega Boxes, maybe retail, maybe like 50 bucks. People sell them for upwards of like $300 a box. Wow. So it's a very lucrative if yeah. people want to get up that early and grab it. Because actually, that's the problem, too, is like if we could get more product, we'd like to offer. Of course, we can't undercut everybody because that's just rude to an extent, but we like yeah. to be under market. And the more we could get us something, the cheaper we'd like to offer it. Mm. But it gets to the point where. As much as we'd like to have it for like original whatever MSRP would be in the area that we live in, there's a lot of like the Target Walmart, like my boss, my boss and I like to call them vultures. Like there were people that would <laughs> yeah. know the stock people's schedule, follow them around to every store and buy them out. Yeah. And then Target, I don't know if Walmart's done anything. I don't particularly shop at Walmart, but Target started doing the only three per person. But mm-hmm. of course, you bring your friend, you bring your family, everyone. I remember a friend of mine saying they lined up at Target the other week and there was a person there with like three kids lined up at 8 a.m. And then with the credit card, just, you know, three per every family member. Yeah. They pull up the bus but, or something. So then they started doing Friday. They're only stocking Friday at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you have to line up. And then we actually had someone come in saying they had considered going, lining up. There's a target not too far from the shop. That's pretty large. And there were people lined up since 4 p.m. Thursday night for prison basketball. Wow. So I think wow. Target now is changing it to one per UPC. So like one okay. mega box, Mullen hanger pack, one single yeah, pack yeah, so yeah. to try and cut down. And I think some people have said it started getting a bit better, but then you just, okay. you can bring more people. Yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy for retail. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just a touch. I mean, I, uh, it's just, it, it, you know, there's, there's two sides to that, I guess. It's because the people who genuinely just want to buy a box for themselves to open it right. and enjoy. And then there's the people that go in there and, you know, like you say, bring multiple family members because they want to get multiple product because, you know, they're probably not going to be opening them themselves and they're probably going to be selling them on. I, I do feel a little bit for the people who, you know, who just want to buy, you know, for me, because I'm, you know, the hits are nice, but I'm, I'm a big, you know, I'm a set builder. Right. So for me, there's as much value in, in the base cards as there are, you know, putting together um, the, the chase sets and, and, and what have you, you know, it's not just all about the one of ones, whereas other people, you know, they're only in it for the hits. Right. Um, one thing I do find interesting, and I'd, I'd be interested to hear your kind of take on it because you have an awful lot of interaction with, with people is the perception more so now. And especially in the last year, I think, and the expectation from people that the, financial I, I'm, I'm always careful i always i like to separate value and worth 
So value could be different to over. It's very subjective. Right. Whereas worth is, you know, how much it's worth as in, you know, market value. So um, is that people expect that the worth of the cards will be more than the, the how much they paid for the box? Have you have you kind of experienced that yourself with you saying, you know, people sometimes be disappointed with the breaks? and. Yeah, I mean, there's been some people that – you know, if they don't get something crazy in the box, it'll be like, you know, I wasn't happy. I want a refund. It has had a couple of times where just mm. being a giant pain, my boss just gives me a refund. Because in the long scheme wow. of things, it's just, just yeah. to, you know, refund it, block them and not deal with it again. You know, some people, if they want to throw a fit, it's happened. Um, but most people, I think, are pretty understanding that it is a big, at this point, just like a gamble. You know, yeah. you're really hunting for those high end things. And there's a lot of breakers that also don't ship all the base cards because there's people that are, like you said, just ripping for the hits, ripping yeah, to resell. Yeah, yeah. But we do ship everything. So I think we actually get a lot of people here at Titan that are actual collectors. They want the base. Yeah. On a, on a couple occasions, if people have ordered multiple boxes, they just want like a little bit. Mm. And then the rest of it, we have a little pile in the shop that if people don't want stuff, we put in the free for kids box for people to just, oh, that's nice. you know, when they come in to look yeah. through and grab some stuff. Um, but most of the time people do take their base, base cards. So Good. Good. there are a lot of people that like to build sets. On the flip side of things, for people that like to actually just collect maybe their favorite team, mm. if you're not chasing like in football, like you're saying, like the top quarterback or like some really high draft picks for this upcoming year, the rest of the stuff tends to be super cheap because people just mm. get rid of it to try and make any of their money back, Definitely. especially if the box is kind of a sneaker, like right away, just get much as much as I can back. Like 99 yeah. cent auctions and everything. And there's so many cards listed on eBay at once. It is easy to just mm. pick things off cheap because there's, I think, almost more options than people wanting it for certain players. Like I said, if they're not like the top five things yeah. people are hunting for. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, last season, what was it? Burroughs cards last season, Joe Burroughs, um, yeah. who actually went out mid-season <laughs> with right. a broken leg, I think. Um, and he, obviously Mahomes is still crazy um before, season before was uh, bosa for the san francisco 49ers his stuff was going a bit bonkers i mean i, I patriots is the is the one i've been uh, going mm-hmm. after and of course doesn't 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 hurt me that that brady <laughs> bucket off to uh your your local team i guess yeah local super bowl champions Tampa Bay yeah. <laughs> well there we go i mean he got to admire what he did i mean he went in there and he said you kind of let me do i mean effectively he took a lot lot of lot of the control and the decisions that a head coach would make he basically said you let me build this team and do do it the way i want to do it and i'll yeah. i'll get him hats off to him <laughs> he only went and bloody did it he did first super bowl at home first super bowl at home win in history. Yeah. yeah. This is crazy. I'm not like the world's largest football. Like I'll watch the Super Bowl. When I was yeah. in college, I watched my team play, just have it on the background, just, you know, for mm-hmm. my support. But I don't like watch week to week. But it was it was a really cool experience to have that happen here in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. And then over the past year that's like even if it's not a hit, people I remember like the first Tom Brady base card that was in a Buccaneers uniform. When it came out release date was like sixty dollars yeah. for a base yeah. card. And it wasn't even a crazy set. Wasn't even was it, something was it like Don Russ or something like that. Yeah, I think it was Don Russ yeah. Elite, something yeah. like that. I think regular Don Russ was still in the Patriots uniform, but I think I remember seeing Don uh, Russ Elite, Tom Brady base. Either so, that or Luminance. 
One of those two. One of them had the loads of really shiny parallels. This it was a mosaic. I'm thinking of. I can't remember anyway. Mosaic there was, was shiny, uh, but yeah. luminance is also very bright, very yeah. foily, and not chrome. I, I got very confused this year. There were some new sets and configurations, and I I only dabble in it. I also anyway. felt like stuff came out out of order from typical yes. release years, too. So that's why yeah. I'm not 100% certain which one came first. But I remember every time a new Tom Brady base card would come out, release day would be expensive. And then as people are like, oh, yeah, it's a base card, it would cool off. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Everything release weekend's always crazy. Yeah. And it's, you know, it gets like that with, um, I mean, anime has just um, sold out on EPAC in the last few days. So it's kind of cycle, if if you like, is complete. I mean, I think there's probably a limited amount of physical still available somewhere in the market, but not much at all. Um, And I think I I think I ended up doing three or four boxes of it in the end. Um, And I just completely fell in love with it. And, you know, part of that is is kudos to your your video, because I was like, wow. This is fun because I didn't have any expectations of that set at all. I didn't think I'd dig it because um, I'm not particularly a big anime fan. And then yeah. lo and behold, um, I'm still chasing putting together the Hyper Mosaic and Mega Moon parallel sets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, that stream in particular has like a really special place in my heart because actually I didn't know until afterwards. But Peach Momoko also watched that stream because apparently oh, wow. in Japan, there's not too many places that carry upper deck products so like she wasn't able to find anything like to watch for people opening it there and she actually watched it and i had actually messaged her because someone had left during i think that weekend's live stream we were doing breaks that she had original arts for sale mm-hmm. and i was like oh let me mosey on in over there see what's up and she had mentioned that she really liked seeing me excited about the set and had a oh, good cool. time watching so that was really cool and my that boss had actually really cool. chatted with her a bit i don't know if it'll ever happen but my boss has plans for once everything gets back to being more safe to have like a little Titan convention. And apparently in their chats, she had said, if, as long as we, of course, pay for it, she'd come yeah. check out the shop and stuff like that. So that'd be super awesome. That would be absolutely cool. But I was like, wow, anytime anybody like whether it's like a big YouTuber stops by or someone like that, like Peach says that, like, I saw that that was cool. It really, I don't know, really makes it all worth it for like because you know of course there's negative comments and stuff and sometimes i tend to dwell on that but just any kind of like wow this person that i look up to saw my stuff and was like hey that's cool it's like would never have expected anything like that That especially when the channel was like i said just started as kind of like i don't know how people live in pinellas county because we've had people drive by and say they've never seen our shop and it's like we've been here like we actually had someone that now buys a lot of magic boxes. Say mm-hmm. they live three minutes away from the shop, but never knew we existed. So for like wow. that, we're like, all right, let's just a little bit of advertisement goes a long way. We'll see how that goes. So then to then transition into big channels like Rudy from Alpha Investments for Magic Gathering and just other places drop by saying, wow, you do. I could see how much hard work you put in. This is really cool. It means a lot. Would have never expected anything like that to happen. That's awesome. That is really awesome. That must be so um, uh, gratifying uh, to hear that from people who are, you know, just digging it and also do their own their own stuff on YouTube. I am. Um, I mean, listen, uh, you, you're lucky. We don't have anything like that over here at all. We don't have card shops. I think there's uh, there's, there's um, uh, a chain of stores 
uh, called Games Workshop over here, but that's more the modeling figures and things. I think they do some kind of card stuff more on the kind of the Warcraft end of end of thing. Um, and I think there are, you know, I've, I've, I know there are a couple of places um, like comic shops that tend to do magic on the side. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've never played magic. I, I wouldn't know how to. Um, but I know it's a huge deal, so much so that they haven't, you know, they have like a big thing in Vegas. Yeah, the yeah. large like tournament usually yeah. is the one in Vegas. It yeah. used to be called the Grand Prix, and then they renamed it to Magic Fest, and then I think they changed it. Yeah, but, Wizards, the company that has Magic, has been restructuring their tournaments like the past two yeah. years, so I'm not too sure on the names. But it used to be but, like the big Grand Prix was yeah. Grand Prix Vegas. But the fact Magic. that that can support having an event of that kind is, yeah. you know, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, Marvel cards having anything like that. Um, uh, to that scale I mean partly because it's not a playable thing so tell me about your um, your cosplay um, because I know that you've done some some um, quite a few streams actually in cosplay and you also will talk about your Instagram in a moment as well is that something that you did before you started doing the streams was it something that you did as a hobby and maybe did at shows and cons or is that a relatively recent thing how did you get into that a little bit like when I was young like real young like when I was like small child. I always loved playing dress up like year round. Like after Halloween, my mom would always buy me a bunch of clearance costumes and I'd have them in the box and just <laughs> randomly dress up and then kind of got away for it from some time. But I also grew very quickly. So I think I just stopped getting costumes. I've been the same height actually since I was in fifth grade. So I kind of grew real fast and then stopped. But <laughs> in middle school, I had middle school and high school I had some friends and wouldn't really put money in the cosplay, but if there was like an anime character's outfit that like maybe I ran across like a similar T-shirt, um, like actually I had like a little red shirt and I, I found a straw hat at Walmart. So for one convention we went, I was the main character from the show One Piece just because okay. it just looks similar enough budget, like maybe $15 costume to put on a red shirt and a straw hat that had the red band. So I wasn't like serious about cosplay, but I do it for fun if I could see something I put together. And then, like, the first, like, real effort I put into a costume, but still finding, like, pieces of clothes that, you know, I thought would fit was Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Okay. So that was actually the first cosplay I did on the channel because I had that. I'd worn it to a convention in Tampa, I think, early 2019. So it was pretty Mm -hmm. fresh, pretty, you know, I think – well put together for just being regular clothes like i like to try and do well initially now i'm getting into some crazier stuff but i like to initially grab stuff that i could get it for the outfit but also it's not really a quote-unquote waste of money because i could still Mm. wear it like normal clothes i like to try and make the most out of it so i had that and i actually when the final fantasy 7 remake came out for the ps4 last year on release day i dressed up and i unboxed we had some old final fantasy trading card boxes i just did those just as like you know maybe people will be looking you know because today's the big day people have been waiting for that for years maybe stumble across the channel that way and see tifa opening final fantasy cards so that's how I, we kind of got into like the cosplay openings because people like that the channel was very small at that point but a lot of people mm. were like wow this is really cool They'd like to see me do other stuff. So then got to planning, planned out the big Liliana the Veil for Halloween last year. That was a big hit. But I just started enjoying just dressing up and doing themed unboxings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like I know you'd mentioned the black cat really caught your attention. I had just been actually there was a Halloween store that was going out of business close uh-huh. to the shop and I just went and I looked and I bought a bunch of different stuff. And the black cat happened to be one of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
But it's, it was kind of like a whatever I stumbled across would be what I'd grab for cosplay. Uh, now it's just kind of I try to plan out a little bit. Mm. But still, it's just if I encounter like actually a great brand actually run by Ashley Eckstein designed it. The voice actress for Ahsoka from Star Wars Clone Wars okay. has a clothing brand called Her Universe and tends to make uh-huh. a lot of nerd themed clothing like okay actually like a padme like themed dresses that match close to the what it was in the movies but also like wearable functional for everyday use mm. so i have different a lot of different outfit pieces from that like my hoth leia little vest you know functions as a real vest for cold weather but yeah. of course has the design from empire yeah so, a lot of stuff i just just if i see something that catches my attention I'll be like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Now I'm I'm planning a little bit, a little bit. Cool. Not cool. not a lot, but I'll uh, be like, I should do a rogue cosplay at some point. Think about it, and then be like, I don't know, at some point maybe, but haven't made the move on that. That's that's been floating around in my head for a future Marvel opening, but it'd have to be a comic product. So yeah, well, there's Marvel X Men Metal Universe. Yeah, and that was supposed her, to come out in January. Card. That just disappeared. Yeah, let's 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 not let's not dwell too much on. <laughs> I've I've got no idea on that one because actually we did a we did a um uh, we did a preview episode in January with mm-hmm. um Travis from Upper Deck and he was talking about all the sets that were coming out this year and he completely it wasn't a deliberate thing but people are now starting to get a bit like conspiracy theory about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he completely forgot to mention X-Men Metal Universe. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about all sorts of other sets and he dropped some um, kind of um, uh, su- surprise um, kind of scoop reveals on us as well. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, X-Men Metal Universe would be the most appropriate one because, of course, all the images they've put out so far of it have got rogue PMG first and foremost, along with uh, Wolverine and Cyclops, I think. Um, so yeah, so that would be a good one to do. Can you see yourself when things start opening up again and shows start? I mean, I think shows actually are starting to happen. I know one of the guys in our group is um, uh, does Beckett um, grading. Um, yeah. He's like a facilitator for that, and he was saying that he's started going to shows again. So do you think that this is the kind of thing that you would do? Would be to kind of start doing more cosplay at shows? Yeah, I think it, I think it'd be fun. I mean, for me, I. I have a love-hate relationship, I feel like, with conventions because I love going and just – especially anime conventions because I collect a lot of figures. I love going to, like, the vendor room. Yeah. But also I don't, like, really go to panels or anything like that. I don't go to the actual, I feel, convention parts of a convention. Okay. So, like, I hate paying for ticket just to go spend money because <laughs> that's what I'm there for. I'm just there to shop. I just want to get into the vendor yeah. room. I don't really want anything else. But – I remember actually when I dressed up as Tifa and I went to that convention in early 2019. It was cool. It was a cool feeling. I had never had anybody stop me to take pictures before. So there's oh, actually wow. a lot of people that wanted to take pictures with Tifa. So that was fun. I know also, I know we had touched on like the magic events. Mm. My boss wants to send me because they do a lot. There's the big one in Vegas, but they'll do all kinds of tournaments across the United States and even in other countries as well. But there's usually a couple in Florida. Mm. So my boss wants to send me because there's a lot of vendors there that buy cards and sell cards. Usually it's good value at events like that to buy stuff because people just be Mm. looking for easy money real quick. Mm. Wants to send me in the Liliana cosplay to go buy stuff for the shop, have a little table. (laughs) So there's there's work-related plans, but I don't know when I'll feel comfortable going to a convention. I know there's a big Megacon Orlando I think is currently scheduled for mid-August, mid-late August this year. Mm. And I know there's other – like stuff coming up in the summer for trading cards in Florida in like the Tampa area, but – 
not sure when I'll jump back on into it, but I'm kind of itching to go. It's been a while. I'm not a person that likes crowds, but I feel like yeah. you, your, your dose of cr- crowds, like about once a year, be like, all right, I did a thing. That's enough interaction for the year. Let me go back into yeah. my hole. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I think everyone being in their holes for such a long period of time, I think everyone's kind of itching to get back to it. I mean, we don't, right. uh, nothing like that is able to happen in the UK anymore. And we we don't kind of tend to have those shows. You know, I'm mm-hmm. con- consistently envious of of you guys having such, um, in, 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 you know, even in restricted times like now, um, the ability to still go to shows like, like Norin. Um, we should mention Norin because he would normally be here. Uh, for those tuning in late, Norin is sick. Um, Norin's hanging out with X Men Metal Universe. He, he, he probably is. Um, he he's been to two already. Um, oh, wow. In the last three weeks in um, in North Carolina, so um, so uh, and he's he's done some um, content for his for his Instagram on them as well. Um, it's interesting. One of the things I I did want to talk about, and I I know we talked about this before beforehand and obviously you know only kind of touch on what you're comfortable with it but you know i right. i look at your instagram and it's absolutely fantastic and i, I love oh, it. You. you pose with a little the little yeah. cards on your shoulders so this is me doing an impression of you doing your, your poses but um, I, mean, I, mean, I think it's really yeah they, they are really cool and yeah. i love your eyebrow where you're going like this oh yeah when anyway. i'm side eyeing the one yeah box it was, what yeah. is that box let's have a look let's, let's zoom in the on one that I'm side it is formula one chrome Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an interesting product. Very expensive. No guaranteed hits per box, but they were oh. almost about 600 bucks, which is nuts. Found a lot oh. of cool stuff on the channel, but I was very nervous before we opened it up. Yeah. Like, actually, this past weekend we had three, but the weekend before we had eight boxes in a row. And I was like, <sighs> I'm scared. I don't want to open these boxes and they're all trash. But out of eight boxes we found, four autographs, two printing plates. Like it was some pretty oh, okay. crazy pulls. So it, it it ended up being everyone was excited. It was a great time. But I was I was very suspicious of Formula and Chrome. I didn't know you what to expect. Were. I can see it on your face there. I can see it on your face. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Um, like, what is I just know Formula One cards are a thing. You know, this is this is this is all news to me. Uh, yeah, I think the first they did Dynasty Formula One. And so that that was just that's just one card per box on Dynasty. Yeah. And we had ordered a couple cases. We're like, Formula One's pretty popular. They've never had a product before. Let's try it. We'd ordered two cases, got allocated the zero. And then the boxes end up being like almost, <laughs> I think, two thousand dollars a box. Like it's nuts. Yeah. So then we were surprised we got everything we ordered on Formula One. My boss was joking that since the boxes are so expensive, we're never going to get allocated anymore ever again. Same thing with golf coming out. People were asking last night because finally Artifacts Golf, I think, is scheduled for next week. Mm-hmm. I think was supposed to be like either late March or early April mm-hmm. and then got pushed to next week. You know, assuming it does come out, Upper Deck has been moving stuff, which, like you said, there's a lot of the production issues. But yeah, yeah stuff yeah. jumps around on yeah. the calendar with not too much heads up. Yeah, uh, But apparently Artifacts. Artifacts golf boxes are pre-selling for a thousand dollars a box for artifacts. This is I'm the scared. new upper deck golf. Yeah. Yeah, new upper deck golf. Mm, and it's okay. like, what's that's scary. You know, if you don't pull Tiger Woods, what what's the rest of your cards? Like, what are you getting out of that? Yeah. It's it's yeah. nerve-wracking opening up crazy stuff. <laughs> like I had opened up it at at that point it had been the most expensive, but 2019-20. National Treasures Basketball. Someone had actually bought a box. We ended up getting in two boxes. Someone actually let me open one on up for them for $4,200 a box. And I was scared. I was like, I know this person made the choice that they want to open the box. I can't control it. But still, 
if that box has like five dollars of value in it, yeah. I'm gonna fill it. But it's my my mouth is open on the four thousand. Hang on, let's get this straight. So, and this is this people people having a little moan about black diamond here. Let, let's yeah. let's let's throw that number out again. How much is a box of national treasures? Was it? Yeah, last year's NT basketball was uh-huh. four thousand two hundred dollars. And and what do you get in that box? I think eight cards. Okay, so you get more you get more cards for it, so it must it must be better. Yeah. Uh, okay. This year's football national treasures is about four thousand. So I think people wow. are expecting this year's basketball to be crazy because last year you had Zion, you had John Morant. This year people are crazy about Lamelo Ball and you know Wiseman and whatnot. So yeah, I'm I don't know. I don't know what, what people are taking pre orders, but it's 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 nuts. <laughs> It's not. At that point, it gets to the point where it's like, are you card collecting or are you just trying to hit big instead of going to a casino? Like products like that worry me. Yeah, These yeah. products also used to supposed to be like $500 a box. Like that was like the high end yeah. product, like yeah. five to 800. Yeah. And just to see what they go up to. Just not. They have gone up. And they have gone up. You hit yeah. the card. You're, you're set. It's mm. just crazy. Speaking of. So I'm, I'm I'm jumping around here. I'm going to go back to the card. So because because we we talked about uh, Liliana and obviously yes. you know when you do your cosplay, you put pictures of, your, of yourself in the costume on um, your Instagram and obviously then people can uh, I assume if they watch the video they can see you kind of you know yeah. in that costume. How this is a kind of a fine line here. So I'm going to, I'm going to be very careful how I ask this and please right. please tell me if if I'm if I'm off the mark or being too too polite about it. How do you feel when you read some, not all, some mm. of the comments that people put on posts where you might be wearing something that will just be a little bit glam or a little bit right. more feeling or you know, yeah. whatever it may be, simply because that's what the costume is? You know? Right, right. Sometimes I, I, get, I just laugh. Like sometimes yeah. I'll look at like whatever I get in like the DMs. And like mm. sometimes I'll just laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they're like, yeah. sometimes they're just ridiculous. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm just like, I mean, this is the picture I put up. Obviously, I want people to click on the video. That's why it's, yeah. the Instagram exists to try and get people maybe just look in for, you know, if they want to see cosplay and be like, hey, I'm opening cards. They might not have ever seen card openings before. Be like, oh, Black Cat's opening some Marvel product. Let me go look at it. I like Marvel. I like yeah. Black Cat. Yeah, I'll try yeah, and yeah. tune in for that. Yeah. It's another one of those, like the channel was started just as like for advertising for the shop. Now I'm like. You know, there's maybe a different audience out there because mm. people do live breaks on Instagram, too. So it, yes. I, I've never participated yes. in one. I've never seen it, but I know people will do group breaks on Instagram live. So maybe people looking for stuff like that might stumble across my posts. Yeah. You know, if we were talking about the Formula One, maybe looking on Instagram for Formula One cards, be like, oh, there's a YouTube channel that opens Formula One. Let me go check that out. So yeah. I, I do try to take pictures that are they all look good. Yeah, I mean that's the point. Of Instagram, you want to oh yeah, put your best face forward. I do. So, I mean, I do. I, I some of those. There's one Liliana cosplay picture recently that I was like, I had to come in on a Thursday night, which yeah. I don't. T- Thursday's my day off, and like the costume takes a lot of effort to put on. Yeah, of course. It, it takes a while. Like I got to lace up the boots. The back is not easy to put on, and mm-hmm. it, it's very, it's very heavy. It's very warm. So I'm like, people better show up for this live stream. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a. A suspicious looking picture there on Instagram, but I was like, I just want people to show up. Yeah, people yeah. will click on this picture, and it's good, you know. It's, it's good people do. I, you know, I mean, I, I, to be fair, I mean, this, there's one particular photo that I'm looking at has got hundreds of comments on, and most of them are kind of like little emojis, like heart emojis and things right. like that. 
wow and very beautiful and you know all this nice stuff um Mm -hmm. then then some of them just tend to uh, in my view, probably overstep the mark a little bit. Oh, the, all the people um, asking for like OnlyFans and stuff. Yeah, so you get the I only get that fan- even when I wear a t-shirt. Yeah, some people just comment on anything. Yeah. So, uh, at this point, I don't like kind of attribute it to like what I'm wearing. It's just people pop up in the YouTube comments and in, in my DMs anywhere. It's funny. My boss on the store account will get weird DMs sometimes. Really? Yeah, because wow. they think it's me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't to, really matter. People say yeah. stuff regardless, but yeah, it, there's, I, I can tell. And I, I can even tell by thumbnails, like, you know, if it's, you know, if I'm wearing a certain, cause I, I like to wear, I don't know. I just wear what I like. Sometimes yeah. it's just, I feel like wearing a t-shirt. Sometimes I want to feel fancy. You yeah. know, sometimes it's like recently I, I have a, I have a shirt in multiple colors with like a little window on the front. I just like the design. I like it. Yeah. But I can tell there, there's certain videos that have certain style of shirts that get more views than others, regardless uh-huh. of the product. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, I just kind of live with it. It is because you know, I is. want people to watch because they like yeah. me. But I mean, as long as I mean, there's people that have shown up just because they're like, "Oh, pretty girl with thumbnail, must click," and then they're like, "Wow, I actually like this content." So, mm, yeah. As long well, as people are enjoying the video at this point, just, I'm not going to police what people like. They just, they just like the pictures where I'm in like full makeup. Mm-hmm. more power to them you know as long as people are having a good time that's all i really care about i, I love uh, it's all all these comments and i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna read out some of the some of the more suspect ones <laughs> but one of them one of them <laughs> just nailed it lol all the hobby nerds drooling <laughs> i was like yeah that, that guy's nailed it completely um uh, which is wonderful i i i what i what i find interesting because I, I noticed that you've got um uh, a patreon now yeah um your own patreon um so that's kind of it must be it must be quite interesting to see kind of brand alley take off a little bit on here it is it's very weird yeah how, how? initially oh sorry you go ahead no 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 you'd started to answer i i guess i guess my um my interest there is you know how how much that's come from from this and obviously the patreon i'm guessing is your thing separate to uh, titan card so uh, how how do you go about even starting one of those and 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 what kind of things do you do you kind of offer i guess yeah for the patreon i actually i know i've seen a lot of creators with patreon like actually i watched this one i like lizards and snakes i don't know if you notice in the on the skype my that's actually my pet lizard that i have as my logo um but they have a patreon where they just say Kind of similar to now on the Titan Cards channel. At the end of the video, they show all the names of the supporters just to give extra support. And people had asked me, like, Allie, do you have Patreon? Do you have this? They, you know, And I'm like, well, it feels a bit weird to ask people to be like, hey, give me extra support. But, I mean, if that's what they're requesting, they, they want to support, they appreciate the mm-hmm. content, they'll go ahead and do it. So that's tied with my personal channel, pretty small, Allie's Treasure Trove. But I just – all if I get new cards in the mail, I'll go ahead and open the package, have fun little mail videos or do unboxings of like Funko Pops or new statues that I get in. Sure. Recently, I've started playing some games. I actually got these new headphones. So that oh, way wow. my, my other headphones were – the cord was too short. Yeah. So I got I got these for that. It also has like a little – little mic i haven't tried that out i was messing with it this morning but didn't get that all set up (laughs) but just over there so that's attached kind of like the channel memberships on titan cards a lot of it is just reading off the names at the end of the screen Hmm. and then for some of the higher tiers simply like well if people want to give extra i really appreciate it so for one of the tiers i write a thank you note and then another one the highest one i have it's a little personalized thank you card just like the other tier and i also have a signed photo 
So sometimes okay. like for April, the April, so the March, the April, yeah, yeah. I, I did have in the Liliana, I had a picture I didn't post on Instagram. I saved it for that, signed that and sent that off to the, yeah, the top okay. tier people because yeah. people were excited about Liliana. I figured that's what they like. But sometimes it's just picture. I try to do theme like for New Year's, the January one, I did New Year's theme uh, for the February one. I posted with some I posed with some flowers for Valentine's Day. That was the picture. And I, I make sure to specify like on the Patreon, it is safe for work pictures. Nothing creepy going on here. Yeah. I just yeah. I want to get I don't want anybody showing up expecting something that I'm not willing or comfortable giving. Just want yeah, people to be sure. like, all right. And I, I do try to post. I don't feel like I post enough on the Patreon, but I like to ask for feedback, what people would like to see on my personal channel. Mm. You know, I sometimes I put up polls like I got these three new things in. What would you guys like to see me open up first? So just try to have some engagement. But it's just over there. It's nothing super huge. Just yeah. people had asked for it. So figure a way to give back, you know, special interaction with people because you can yeah. also message over there too. yeah, talk with people a little bit more and whatnot. I find it fascinating, just the whole um, Patreon thing. I mean, so a, a couple of people have suggested that Noren and I start one. We, we, we barely got time to do, do, to do just the weekly audio podcast, let alone right. extra content, because I guess a lot of it is, you know, is about producing um, extra, you know, is that extra content and exclusive yeah. stuff as well that people, you know, can't get. So, you know, the example of saving a yeah. photo, you know, you've instantly given me an idea of, of, of whether you do it or not. But it sounds to me like you're on your way to building up enough images for an alley from Titan calendar 2022. People have asked. People have asked. And actually, one of my friends, his YouTube name is Andon, is also like our volunteer moderator. He's friends with me, friends with Bossman. Okay. I had been talking around. He's like, you should do a calendar. I was like. I don't have enough cosplay to do a calendar. And then, of course, in the stream, he's like, who wants a calendar? And I'm like, oh, now I have to do a calendar. <laughs> so, right, I don't know. Okay. It, it, it's right. still weird to me that that's something people want. Like, It's just I never thought that I would be, I guess, people think I'm popular enough to make something like that. I was whenever I talk with like my friends or like even my boss or my parents, it's like I never expected myself to be in the position that I am. Mm. Uh, I'm not someone that I, I hate when people even like look at me in public. I'm very insecure. I feel like if someone's looking at me, it's like, oh, is there something on my shirt? Like, does my hair look weird or something? So I find it weird that I somehow rope myself into having a YouTube channel where I put out content between the two channels, like five, six days a week where people will you know, have the opportunity to judge everything I say, my voice, the way I look and stuff like that mm-hmm. is more so because I had mentioned earlier, like my boss had talked with some of his friends that like they had ideas to do this. They he tried it with somebody one time. It didn't work. And then this other person had kind of been leading him on, although that person's busy, but lead him on to do it. And I just got tired of it. I'm like, look, I work here. I'm already here in house. And I was also like, I won't get replaced. So I was like, I'll just do it. Let me try it out. And then it, it actually had worked out. So it was more of a I'm determined to to work hard and somehow got myself into like, oh, now my face is on the Internet for everyone to see forever. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. It's just it's cool, but it's also weird. Not bad weird, but it's weird interesting. Yeah. The It exists in my life, the possibility to make like a cosplay calendar. Yeah. Just, I feel mind-boggling. It is. It must be. It must be quite because whether you like it or not, you are. I, I, I'm not sure if this is the right expression. A public figure, as in your uh, people dig you and you put content out there, and you put a lot of content out there. And actually, right. it's. It's. I guess it's. It's volume of content isn't a problem because 
although you put the work into it, you know, the cards, I guess, drive that right. content, you know. So the number of people doing the breaks and, and things like that will determine the fact whether it's five hours or eight hours that you're doing it for. Right. So whether it's five or eight hours of Ali they're getting on a live break every week, then that that's determined by the cards. But it must it must be yeah, it must be a bit head spinny to think that people are actually interested to see content about and from Ali. Almost right. almost regardless of the cards, you know. So like yeah. sometimes I wonder if I made a good idea, like a good, uh, it was a good idea to make, like my Instagram is Allie from Titan. Cause that's how yeah. I'd always introduce myself in the video. Yeah. And then the, the Twitch channel is Allie from Titan. So like my identity is tied mm. to my job. Mm. So like, even though I'm Allie from Titan, it's like, I'm Allie. Yeah. From Titan. Like that, it comes with it. Yeah. So sometimes I wonder if like that was necessarily a good idea. The pe- people mm. still, people like, you know. They they like the channel. They come they they come to my other content as well. Like I'm actually very surprised. Like on my personal channel, I don't do too much. It's nowhere near the volume of content that there is on the main channel. Like actually, I think we're close to 800 videos on the Titan Cards channel by now. But Oof. I only upload maybe like max three times a week on my channel. But there's still yeah. a lot of people that come over. A lot of subscribers. Yeah. I don't get too many views, but the numbers go up every day. So I'm just appreciative that people come to check it out. The people like me enough to just be like, what's Allie up to? Let me go take a look. So it's interesting. Interesting. Well, that's cool. I haven't like, solidified how I feel about it. Like I feel good. And like yeah. I said, the weird mind boggling yeah. that people care enough about me to check out yeah. where I am in different locations. Like I even actually started on Friday because I wanted to do it because I also want to have uh, for any like rainbows I'm chasing. I want to have like a quick reference of what I already have. But I started making an Instagram for my collection, starting off with all my different cards. I've been uploading like two pictures a day. And people have kind of flocked to it already. Just checking out what's going on. Have, I think, a little over 100 followers over there just for people to look at my cards. Okay. So, and it's cool that people follow me to different places. And just, you know, if they like cards, they like me. They want to check out what I have. It's a cool feeling. Yeah. For sure. And, and yeah, and clearly um, a relatively recent thing to still kind of be getting your head around i guess you're so much in it and doing it that you know <laughs> stepping back and appreciating it and and thinking okay what does this mean what could this mean should it mean anything or should i just carry on just enjoying what i'm doing i don't know right. there's all those there's all those potential things i'm sure going around in your around in your head about it um listen i i know folk dig seeing you do do stuff you know, I know that you've got a lot of fans in the Marvel group from from the Marvel breaks that you've done. Um, mm-hmm. I I personally would, would would relish seeing a blooper reel. Not that I'm suggesting that things ever go wrong, but I'm sure there's enough footage out there that you could cut one together with a comedy piece of music and have a good two three minute bit of content. So if anyone's listening who wants to put one of those together for Ali, then <laughs> please do. Um, and um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I, I wanted to ask you. I, I don't think so. I think, you know, we, we've had a really good conversation about what you're into, you know, how you got there. Um, I know listeners of our podcast who've, who've seen your breaks. I mean, I know there were loads of us watching that Marvel anime break, especially because um, <laughs> we had we've, so, um, Character Club. There's loads of collectors who collect certain characters. So there's mm-hmm. a guy called Donald who was on an episode we did a few weeks ago who collects Doctor Strange. He has the Doctor Strange archive website, and he's right. huge. It's Doctor Strange. He goes in exhibits and conventions and things. I think and actually, there's some guys. They reach out, that person reaches yeah. out to us to get all of our Doctor Strange yeah. cards when I open a new product. Yeah. 
he does, he's on feed and, and, and he was saying, oh yeah, she just pulled this and she's holding it for me. Um, and, and I'm like, yeah, we know Don, she just said that she's doing that on games because we're watching it as well. So um, yeah, there's people who collect silk, there's people who collect Spidey, I collect Black Cat. Um, you know, there's people who collect, so a, a lot of the a lot of the, the, the breaks that you do on the Marvel side actually work quite well for character collectors because, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the cards are sitting, I'm a marveler ages as character collectors marvel anime was pretty tricky uh, yeah. so i think folk dig it black diamonds obviously the next one you'll probably be be, be getting on with do you I, I noticed there was a fairly recent post on instagram where you're holding a box of marvel annuals so do you do kind of infrequent not release marvel breaks as well um, that people might have personal breaks going on on occasion the marvel annual i mean i like the set but it's you open up like two boxes, you have like pretty much everything you might be looking for. There's like some smaller insert sets and the cards are cool, but I know not too many people were super crazy about it. it seems to have a pretty low print run based on the odds. I think I did the math based off the battle booklet. It's like a little over 500 cases. I mean, if you assume half of it goes to EPEC, like there's not too much That's of it out there physically. Out. Yeah. Um, so we, we have we still have a few boxes of that. So every once in a while, someone will just pick off a box. Um, OK. That's, like you said, it, cool. it's guided by the cards, people, whatever yeah. they choose, their flavor of the week. You know, like maybe like actually we have a lot also of the recent Rittenhouse Star Trek Picard because my boss was a big fan of that show, big fan of Star Trek Next Generation and whatnot. So we have tons of that. He made himself a master set. He ordered 18 cases to get all the incentives in the archive box. So we'll have that for a while. So that's that's thankfully something we can still stock our shelves with, you know. Yeah, it's not uh, completely yeah. empty. We still always have like some. We'll have some Picard boxes. So I'm certain for the next several months, here and there, and again, be like, oh, we'll we'll box a Picard mixed in our live streams, just because yeah, people be like, you know, I like non-sports like Star Trek. Two autos a box, not bad. Let me try it out. So the annual, the annual recently, we're getting pretty low on it, but still have a couple boxes yeah. annual. Cool. Do you and and I think I think the last question I, I wanted to ask: What's and this might be this might be like choosing a favorite child. What's your favorite ones to open at the moment? Favorite stuff to open it was Star Wars because that's what I collect the most of. Big sketch collector. I really like printing plates as well. So I like when we get to open a lot of Star Wars product because I get first crack at anything, call dibs on anything that I want. So that's really fun. And also, recently opened up a lot of Upper Deck Series Two hockey. Did two cases on release day for that. So. Big Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Hockey's my favorite sport, uh, so I got to put together like oh, okay. my little my little base set of the players and inserts and whatnot, collect all that. So that's especially fun when I get to open up stuff that I personally collect because I don't have to go hunting on eBay. A lot of it's just right there in front of me. So yeah, but I'm, I'm very excited yeah. for Black Diamond because uh, I don't think he has autos, but there are a lot of Loki. It looks like I saw a preview of like a gem card. Gem cards, even though I think mm. they're manufactured gems, are still pretty expensive. So yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to necessarily afford it or want to pay what the asking price is on some of those cards. But I'm excited mm. to see more Loki cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you'll be watching Loki on Disney Plus, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm you'll actually be, going be, to put in the effort to watch it as the episodes come out. So that way I can't whine. Oh, I've already had spoilers. I can't watch it. <laughs> Sound really hard done by. Oh, I suppose I'd better put in the effort for it then. I know. I'm bad about I'm bad about watching movies and watching TV shows. It's like someone doesn't drag me to see a movie like I, I, i'm i'm not if i don't make myself go on release date typically for movies i just i just won't see it yeah but you dig it when you see it though yeah. i do i love yeah. being there but 
I don't know, having the mental strength to sit down for two hours. Think about sitting down for like two, two and a half hours. You're just not moving, not getting up. 100% concentration to me sometimes gets a little bit. I'm just so used to bouncing around between things. It's a good break, though. When I do it, I love it. But sometimes working myself up to do it's a little bit of a struggle. Mm. Well, well, it's like forcing yourself to stop, isn't it? You know, which which a lot of people have have trouble doing. Um, uh, Ali, I've loved talking to you. Thank you for spending a little bit of your Sunday morning. I'm I'm really looking forward to watching your Black Diamond break, and maybe if X Men Metal you get that Rogue cosplay together, I'm sure there will be a, a, a few collectors. There's we've got a couple of Rogue collectors in the group actually, so um, including actually um, uh, Elaine Perna, who's an artist, um, uh, uh, Tony Perna's uh, wife, but she's an artist in her own right. Um, she's a big Rogue, um, so I'm sure she'll be tuning in for that as well. Um, go off and enjoy the rest of your Sunday because I know you. <laughs> have a busy week so enjoy chill out relax uh, thank you very much thank you for joining us and uh well i say us obviously no one is here in spirit if not in 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 physical or, or vocal form um ali you remember i told you how we sign off our podcast yes this has been ali from titan thank you for having me and i hope you all enjoy collecting thanks for listening to the marvel card collectors podcast Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash MCCP. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.